Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, when someone is widowed, the obvious reaction is grief. And while that will remain, there are other reactions to the loss that can take place too. One of them, one that you may not have heard that much about, is called widow's fire. A period of time during which the bereaved person feels an intense need for physical intimacy and sex, but without wanting to form any new relationships. An app, an app called Widow's Fire is being launched in the UK by Nikki Wake, who has gone through this particular phase. Good afternoon, Nikki. Afternoon. Now, after Andy, your late husband, died, did these feelings kind of sneak up on you or when did you first notice them? Um, so I, it, it's a long and very protracted story. I met my darling husband, my soulmate, in 2002 um, uh, on our very first date. He told me the song he wanted played at his funeral, which that was a bit bizarre. But I also thought he thinks I'm a keeper. Um, we had a whirlwind romance, got married on a beach in Jamaica in 2004, started trying for a baby, had a lot of fun trying for a baby that one didn't appear, a little bit of medical help later, and then our baby boy burst into life in November 2007. Um, we lived uh, a fantastic life. We started an event company. I traveled around the world. Um, he stayed at home as a stay-at-home dad. And then I, I came home from a business trip in 2017. And, and I knew something wasn't right. And I said, what is it? And he said, I'm sure it's nothing, but I've been having these chest pains. And I'm like, so you've been to the doctors? And of course you haven't, because he's a man. So I frog marched into the doctors three times. Three times later, I insisted they did an ECG, and he was having a heart attack. And um, he was blue-lighted to hospital. I followed on in the car with Finn. By the time I got there, he was sat up in bed, eating, you know, NHS toast and drinking tea and laughing, and I'd had three stents fitted, and we toasted a very lucky escape. I picked him up three days later. I brought him home. Um, that night, the stents failed, and I, I had to do CPR 40 minutes Gosh. on the phone to an amazing, you know, 999 call handler. And the longest 40 minutes of my life. And um, he got rushed to ICU. They put him in an induced coma. Um, and the consultant came to me after about three days and said, we're going to take him off um, sedation. But this story is not going to have a happy ending. He will be severely brain damaged. And, and he clearly was. He didn't know who I was. He didn't know where he was. Um, for which I'm grateful because had he known, he'd be utterly horrified. So my grieving process started then, if you like. Mm. I was in something called anticipatory grief because I knew I was going to lose him, but I didn't know what that time frame looked like. Um, the NHS threw everything they could at him. They put him into rehab, didn't work. We put him into 
Um, there was no option to ever bring him home. He needed 24-7, round-the-clock care. And so every week I had to make a soul-destroying visit to a nursing home and sob my heart out the way there and sob my heart out the way back. And I made a really painful decision, but I think the right one, to not let my son see him in that situation. So in all sense and purpose, my son, Finn, lost his daddy in 2017. Mm. Um, in actual fact, what happened in 2020, as we'll all remember, COVID hit the headlines. And COVID in nursing homes hit the headlines. And I knew that was the beginning of the end. So um, I lost him April 17, 2020. Um, so obviously, because I'd had such a long grieving process, my my mind had started turning to the idea of dating again because I was 49, in fairly good shape and not ready to be sat in black on the shelf. And um, uh, I put myself back on dating sites. I'd met Andy on datingdirect.com. So I knew it worked. We were early adopters. We, you know, we met online in the day when you didn't tell people you met online. Um, obviously, the world is a very different place. Um, and so, yeah, I put myself back on mainstream dating sites, and oh my goodness, it's like the Wild West out there. <laughs> um, you know, there are um, uh, all sorts of inappropriate pictures being sent, things I've never seen before. Um, uh, many of which I just forward straight to my gay best friend for a laugh. Um, and then, uh, you know, ghosting and all the horrible um, stuff that goes with that. And also as a widow, when do you tell someone? Like, I put it on my profile because if you can't deal with that, you cannot deal with me. Um, but a lot of widows don't, and I understand why they don't, because their fear of being exploited or tinder swindler type behaviour or whatever. But it's a bit of a passion killer on the first date. Um, around that time, I got very involved with a amazing charity called The Good and Young, which is there to support anyone who loses a spouse, 51 or under. And they do incredible work and they do amazing meetups and um, widow holidays and um, and all of that sort of stuff. They don't get involved in the dating world, and nor should they, because they're a charity. Um, but every time you go to a, a, a way meetup, invariably conversation turns to, are you dating again? And um, and so I came home from one of those with a bit of a light bulb moment. I've always been very entrepreneurial. And... Um, uh, in the widow community, of which there are amazing support groups, Facebook groups, uh, meetup groups, um, online communities, etc., it's 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 a beautiful, wonderful, and caring and supportive community. Um, I came back and I looked, and there wasn't a dating app for widows and widowers. Um, and within that whole circle of widows and widowers, chapter two means your next significant relationship. And so we launched chapter two 
in November for people who were ready for a significant relationship. But the most hotly contested and talked about subject is something called widow's fire. Mm. It's a known phenomenon that when you shared your bed for 20 years or less or more with somebody and all of a sudden they're not there, there's a gaping void. And that's not just sex. That's comfort. That's cuddle. That's, you know, my, if you walk in my house, it's full of photos of my husband. My heart is full of memories of times. And none of that will change. But I can't stand still. And I needed to find something that made me feel female again and empowered and, and, and beautiful. And, you know, um, the widow diet is not to be recommended. But, I, you know, I dropped through stone. It was fabulous. So, um, you, you know, I, and I, so I was thinking there's something in this widow's fire. So I spoke to my developer and he went this is a great idea and did um, you did, did so, you nikki did you like did you meet a lot of widows and widowers who had had this experience of widows oh, fire? yeah yeah it's it's talked about all the time all and, the time and were they kind of surprised by it it's everywhere um it it's a taboo but it's a taboo that i want to break and it's it shouldn't be a taboo it's a perfectly natural physical urge between two grown adults you need a physical comfort. And I always call my um, widow's fire a delightful distraction. And they are a delightful distraction from grief. You go out for dinner, you stay in a five-star hotel, you have fabulous, lots of fabulous sex. And then you depart in the morning and there's no strings and there's no guilt and everyone knows what page they're on. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. and, and sometimes that leads to more. And, you know, a few of my Widow's fire became semi-serious relationships. So they were never going anywhere. I dated some really inappropriate people who, you know, some of which I wouldn't have taken home public, but were great in bed. Um, and and it really helped me find myself again as a woman because of some really interesting stats that widows with people of the same sex for the first time because that feels like an easier leap of faith if that makes sense yeah um and and, and being more you know buying their first sex toys you know and, and being more um open and uh and and ready and obviously as widows as women in our 40s and 50s we hit our stride you know we've got confidence yeah, um, and, and does it cut, like and do you did you in your experience in the experience of people you've spoken to does it come to an end? Is there a point where you go, well, that phase is over now? Um, you would. I'd like to think I've I've been there and done that, mm. and I'm now ready for a chapter two properly. But I've not found one yet. So in the meantime, I'll keep playing around on 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 kind of widow's fire We'll leave it there, Nikki. Thank you so much for uh, speaking with us today. That was Nikki Wake there, uh, the founder of Widow's Fire. Nikki, thank you very much. My pleasure. Good to speak to you. Thank you. And somebody there just texted in while we were having that chat. I experienced that intense need for sexual contact a few years after my husband died. 
I didn't want a partner, but badly needed to have sex with somebody. The feeling is so powerful that channeled into anything else, it could move mountains. Isn't it an extraordinary? I'd never heard of that before. It's an extraordinary thing. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.